0: Blog talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another edition of Healthy Ways for Children. My name is Kimberly and I am your host for the next 30 minutes. Welcome back to those who have been on this journey for the many years that we've been off and on Log Talk Radio, and welcome to those who are new to the show. I am the owner and founder of an adolescent fitness program for children, 7 to 15 years old, called Kids Under Construction. And our weekly programs help bring attention and discussion to issues facing the healthy um, journey for children and helping them learn things and make better choices. So I can provide this information to parents. And you can take it back and help your family as a whole to make better decisions. For those who would love to be a part of the show, you can call in to area code 917-889-3892. Again, if you want to call and ask a question or make a comment, the telephone number is 917-889-3892. So as we discussed last week, I started this um, program back in 2007, and we had various programs and guests on throughout um, the years, and I took a little break in 2015. So we are now back, and I'm starting off the programming for July called The Sugar Journey. I made a decision about three years ago to reduce and eliminate the sugar in my daily diet. And so I'm just providing tips and helping you to understand how sugar can affect your children and how their bodies um, can really take a turn for the worse if they are having too much sugar on a daily basis. So let's do a recap of last week, which was the introduction. And we basically talked about what sugar is. So, as we talked about, it is the generic name for a sweet tasting soluble carbohydrate or a simple carbohydrate, which converts into glucose in your diet. Added sugar is definitely a huge, huge problem for many people. And so children who are exposed to the advertising and other distractions while they're at school and with their friends, this will affect them and their bodies as they get older and even later on because the unhealthy values that they establish now will be things that carry over into their adulthood and even be passed on to the next generation if some changes aren't made. So we talked about there is really two different or two different sugars that you should consider worry about or think about when you're making changes in your home. You have the natural sugars which are your fruits and your vegetables and your dairy, and then you have the added sugar, which is really the problem. Because people do not realize that added sugar is in so many food items, especially your um, processed foods and uh, processed foods, even your canned goods and your frozen foods. So you really need to get to a point in. As we continue the programs throughout the month, I will help you um, not only to recognize and all of the the um, effects that happen, but We'll get to the point where I can help you with some suggestions to help you make that journey and make it stick. So, again, when we talk about natural sugars, we're talking about your fruits, your vegetables, and your dairy. And those are not um, as critical. Some people take into consideration when you are eliminating or reducing that, both should be um, in the equation. I am of the mindset, and that really is the added sugar that should be the determining factor, because the added sugar really is the problem. You have growing children, so they should, in moderation, be able to eat fresh fruits and vegetables without having the um, the worries of what you know what that that happens. Um, in their body. Really, the added sugar should be the one that takes center stage. So then we talked about the different types of sugar. So you have the granulated sugar, powdered sugar, raw sugar, brown sugar, and artificial sweeteners. And so just a, a quick journey on on recap of that. So your granulated sugar is really what, what everyone um, refers to as their white table sugar. And these that that really is the one thing that's most consumed um, in, in children's diets. It is a process that happens to the the sugar, from removing the molasses. That, that's basically how they get the white color. And as you see, we talk about the different varying um, types of sugar. You'll see the the effects that molasses plays. You also have your powdered sugar, and that's actually something that's really used for baking. So If you're not really a, a huge baker and your children aren't really into a lot of the sweets, the, the cakes and the cookies, then this might not be as much of a problem. And actually, powdered sugar can be made in the home. It's actually the process of taking the table sugar and grinding it down. So when you see the different boxes in the store, you'll see X is on there, or you'll see the 10X. That That is the number of times that the sugar has been ground down, and that's how it gets to be the fine consistency of, you know, a powdery um, substance. So that more is for your baking. Again, um, with children, to me, I always encourage parents to, Moderation, having more healthier options than the junk foods and the sweets. But children are children. And so there are occasions where a a cookie or a a small piece of cake or something is not as detrimental to them because they are growing. Everything should be taken into into moderation and consideration. Then you have your raw sugar. So... um, Raw sugar is the residue left after sugar cane has been processed to remove the molasses and refine the sugar crystals. Now, the difference between raw sugar and the granulated sugar is in the process, the boiling process of the cane juice. And so that's how you have the difference. Now, I've heard discussions, read things where people feel like the raw sugar is better than the table sugar, and honestly, there really is no nutritional value um, between the two. They're both bad, and um, it's just a matter of the process. So it it looks brown, like um, it has the consistency of granulated sugar, but it has the look of brown sugar because not as much of the molasses is, um, is removed from it. So that's how you have the color. And people, you know, again, some people will use that over-the-table sugar, um, but it, it's really all, still all bad. <laughs> and then you have the brown sugar. So really it's brown because of the molasses that's left in there. So it and it contains up to 10% of molasses. So you have the sweetness. Um, again, it, it cannot be, um, An alternate for table sugar because of the properties that are in it. Brown sugar is often used um, in your in your baked goods. Some people use it in say things like baked beans or things of that nature. But you can't swap out brown sugar for a table sugar um, if you're doing a recipe or something like that. It has its own um, taste consistency. Um, and it really should not be a substitute on your baking. And then finally, we have the artificial sweeteners, which is something that a lot of people like because it's low-calorie or no-calorie cal- no sweetener, and you can use far less and have a far greater sweeter taste. So people use it in their coffees and their teas, and, and now um, – manufacturers are making them in big bags, so you can even use it for your recipes. But I I urge you, if you are making that substitution, that you should follow your recipes close because, again, it's not an equal balance of one cup of granulated sugar. It it, it will not have the same results that you're looking for. It can help you lose weight because the properties one teaspoon of it is um, a mere 16 calories compared to when you're eating the other four sugars that we talked about. And then finally, it has the statement to of um, being associated with cancer. And there have been reports all over, but I have read and confirmed that the National Cancer Institute confirms that there is no sound specific evidence that the sweeteners causes cancer. So if you're using the sugar as an alternative, then just, again, use it with caution and moderation just like anything else. So this week we are going to move on to how much sugar should your children have on a daily basis. And um, the I will give you the recommendation, and this is something that has to be on a case-by-case basis. You know your child, and if you set the healthy um, restrictions, it will be something that they can do on their own. If you lean too far to the left and you don't um, allow sugar at all, after they've eaten a lot of sugar, then you will have the, um, they won't have the results. And just like anyone, if you've experienced dieting, it comes with that disappointment when you fall off, and you don't get to your goal, so the recommendation for children two to eighteen years old is twenty five grams or less per day, that equals six teaspoons of sugar, which is roughly about a hundred calories of sugar. so it seems like it's not a lot because it is a lot it is something that honestly should be. Now, if you find your children are consuming foods and drinks that have a lot of sugar in them, it's something that should be weaned off slowly. As for teens, the recommendation is to limit sweetened drinks to one eight ounce beverage per week. I know that that's a hard thing for especially teens who are athletes and they feel like the, the The soda will give them that that burst of energy, and it will, but they're empty calories. And so we want to help our children learn how to um, have a healthy lifestyle, not putting a band-aid on something. So if we start implementing and dropping those um, values that will help them understand that this is something good for them, then it's something hopefully that will carry on planting the seed and then over the years watching it grow until they have their own desires to do better where their health is concerned. And then finally, um, children under two should avoid sugar completely. And you'll see that some of the foods that are available, such as baby foods, Contain sugar, and so it's it's something that you will have to be diligent on to make sure that they are not um, exposed to it early then that way as they as they get older, they'll develop the the right taste for more fruits and vegetables than the bad things, so you know ultimately you want to make sure that no more than ten percent of your child's daily calories. Include sugar. That's really a, a safe line for you to draw to help them. So today we're going to talk about the differences between natural sugars and added sugars. So I touched on it briefly in the in the recap of last week, but we're going to start with natural sugars. So natural sugars are found again in fruits and vegetables and dairy products such as milk. And and um, you know your yogurts and you those are the types of things that you'll you'll find um, the natural sugars. I know that people think that dried fruits um, are a good um, alternative and healthy snack, and you really should be careful with those too because in the drying process, high levels of concentrated sugar um, becomes a factor. And so, reading labels will be your best bet, even with something like dried fruit. Um, according to the World Health Organization, sugars that occur naturally, so we're talking about your your fruits and your vegetables, do not count towards the recommendation for the added sugars. It really is an individual decision. I personally, um, I count my, my added sugars and not as critical on the natural sugars. And there are certain fruits that I stay away from grapes. (laughs) I don't really um, eat grapes because of the sugar factor. I do eat um, cherries, which are better for me. Bananas, even if you're using them in your smoothies and and your other um, daily intake, half of a banana is better than using the whole banana. So those are things that you can do to help you along the way. Um, so it's not really much to really say about the natural sugars. You, it, It's it's really considered, again, the fruits and vegetables, and it doesn't get any simpler than that. But the added sugars is where we're going to spend our time today because that is really a problem. I When I first started three years ago, making this transformation. It was easier for me. I was an empty nester, so I wasn't cooking every day like I was raising a family and married and, and all of that. So it's easier for me to have the right items in my refrigerator and my cabinet. Reading labels became my best friend. It helped me go into the store and immediately look to the label and see how much added sugar was in there. So if you're given the marker of 25 grams, and that that applies not only to children, but adults as well. I use it as my marker, 25 grams or less per day of sugar. And, And a lot of days, I don't have any sugar. As time goes on, the process becomes simpler for you, for your family, to stay on course with it. So things like bagels and things like, again, anything processed, those are really going to be the problem. And it takes a little bit more effort on you as the caregiver and the person responsible for the grocery shopping and caring for the family to make those decisions. But small changes can have huge results over a period of time. I always encourage clients that, yes, you can do a program, lose 50 pounds, but it's really a slow weight loss and the slow um, steps that help you have long-term results. And that applies here as well. I didn't buy sodas for my children. So it was actually if we had gone out to a restaurant and they were allowed to have a Sprite or something like that. Those were changes that I made in the home that became a staple and no argument to it. If they had it in school, that was something that I could not control, but I can control what happened in the home. So I cooked. I did a weekly menu. I had it on the refrigerator so everyone knew okay, this is what we're going to have this week. And then we we had our occasion to eat out. I was able to control the the fat, the sugar, the salt, and the foods that I fed to my family. So let's start at the beginning. There are over 50 names associated with added sugar in food. 50. I can't possibly name all 50, but I will name a few. That will help you when you start looking at the labels. Some are you've heard over and over again. Some you may not have, but they are. It's worth your while to write them down and take it with you until you get in a, on a system that you automatically know which are the bad ones. So let's start. Sucrose, dextrose. High fructose corn syrup, everyone has heard that. Maltose and fruit concentrate. Again, these are the things that you need to look for because they're hidden in the foods in order for people to buy it. It helps with the taste. And so that's why a lot of your processed foods, your canned goods, even some frozen foods have it because of the taste factor. Brown sugar corn sweetener, fruit juice concentrate, raw sugar, syrup, molasses, glucose, honey, brown rice syrup. The Again, these are just a few that are commonly used, but the list is extensive and you need to make the decision. So along with looking at how much added sugar is in a product, you also want to look at some of the hidden words in there, ingredients that will help you determine. And it it is unrealistic to think if you don't cook every day and your family has its fair share of either restaurant dining or fast food, that this is all going to come together in a week, in a month, in six months. This recommendation is just the starting point, and then you're going to have to be diligent to make the steps. Is it easy? No. I worked a full-time job. We had three children, and my husband and myself, we were tag-teaming. I had to cook on the weekend. I had to cook enough for two days. It's a process that does require you to take the time, but the results will be amazing once you get a system down. You have children in that 7 to 15 age range, start teaching them how to cook. Getting them involved in the process will only help them understand and appreciate the efforts that are being put into it. So, Why are added sugars so bad? Over time, the amount of sugar that we consume has been linked with health issues now to the point where studies are done. And they now have confirmed data that shows that blood pressure increase, obesity, and diabetes are the three main area health concerns that really attack even young kids now. Kids now have adult diseases, and it can be reversed, but it does take a step from their parent or guardian that's in their life that's looking at them every day. On average, children consume 19 teaspoons of sugar on a daily basis. So that's in those drinks, that's yeah, vending machine foods, and those are just empty calories with no nutritional value. So teaching them that they need to eliminate it is really the best thing for them. Things like sports drinks, cakes, cookies, sugary cereals, candy, chocolate, and even flavored yogurt. Yes, yogurt can be healthy, but when you add all of the fruits, look at this, look at the label, and you will see how much in that small carton that your child is, is eating. Nine grams, ten grams, twelve grams of sugar in one small carton of yogurt. Those are things that you can um, make a change of. Get the get the um, a vanilla or you know the the yogurt that has the, um, the 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 lower sugar and add fresh vegetables to it. Add add other things that will help in that process. Some other products that might be a concern that you're thinking ah. We're trying to do it healthier, but, again, when you start reading the labels, you'll see whole grain cereals, they do add sugar to help with the taste factor. Granola, instant oatmeal has a lot of sugar. Frozen vegetables and fruit, protein bars, cereal bars, pasta sauce. Um, we talked about the dried fruits, the canned fruits, applesauce. We talked about the baby food, your condiments like barbecue sauce and ketchup and even some of your salad dressings. These are the things that you can change and make sure that um, slow changes. Don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. You can't do it all at once. Making slow changes. So change the, the type of um, salad dressing that you get. Using instead of that honey mustard, choose some other things that will attract your children, especially younger children children, expand their taste buds with different items to help them not be so dependent on the sugar and that will also help you in this um, in this journey. So as we start label watching, just be aware of some of the common terms because you you see something and you think, okay. This is the answer, sugar-free. That is a big one that people see and they think, okay, I'm better. But it's, it, it just means that it's less than 0.5% of a serving of sugar, less 0.5% of sugars per serving. So sugar-free does not mean that it, it's just no sugar. You really need to look at it and, and find figure out what exactly that product. Is offering you reduced sugar or less sugar is another thing that we see on packaging. At least 25 percent less sugar per serving compared to the standard serving. So if you've got a product that's 19, um, 19 grams of sugar, you're only looking at a 25 percent. So, so technically, it is correct but it still is not a healthy alternative. And then you see low sugar, which is used. And there really isn't a definition for that, but it's allowed to be used as a claim. You're going to have to be um, the keeper of the food and making executive decisions on how I can change this and how we can turn it around. So hopefully you enjoyed the the information today. you now have a starting point, 25 grams, which equals 60 teaspoons or 100 calories of sugar per day for your child. Now, we just need to get started. Hopefully this information was helpful to you. You now have a point of reference to look at products when you are in the store. Um, some places, even fast foods now, are adding label um When you look at the board and you're making your decisions, those will be helpful as well. Next week, we're going to talk about the sugar problem in the U.S. and how it affects our children. Again, this was Healthy Ways for Children. My name is Kimberly, and my program is Kids Under Construction. It is an adolescent fitness program which offers personal training or group classes for children, Seven to fifteen years old. I go into homes or local facilities. Since it's summertime, we can meet at local parks. I also conduct small classes in schools and churches and after-school programs. We, whatever the case is, um, we can talk and determine uh, the the customized program that will work for the children involved. We also offer. Um, Food journals to help figure out what the child is eating and how to make better decisions. Um, Everything is not bad. Sometimes you just need to have an alternative. So the food journal is not for judgment. It's more for information and nutrition recommendations are made. And then finally, we offer mentors because exercise and diet are important. But if a child has a low self-esteem and they don't feel like they can complete and accomplish what they want to do, whether it's losing weight, exercising more, completing that, they won't get there. So if you need to reach me, you can drop me a message here. Kids Under Construction is my website, and we will work together to build a generation of healthy children. I'll see you next week.